Section 18 of Lourdes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. Lourdes by Emile Zola. Translated by Ernest Vizetelli. The Fourth Day. 3. Marie's Cure. It was good Abbe Juden who was to carry the Blessed Sacrament in the four o'clock procession since the blessed virgin had cured him of a disease of the eyes a miracle with which the catholic press still resounded he had become one of the glories of lourdes was given the first place and honoured with all sorts of attentions at half-past three he rose wishing to leave the grotto but the extraordinary concourse of people quite frightened him and he feared he would be late if he did not succeed in getting out of it fortunately help came to him in the person of Berthaud monsieur le curé explained the superintendent of the bearers don't attempt to pass out by way of the rosary you would never arrive in time the best course is to ascend by the winding paths and come follow me i will go before you by means of his elbows he thereupon parted the dense throng and opened a path for the priest who overwhelmed him with thanks you are too kind it's my fault i had forgotten myself but good heavens how shall we manage to pass with the procession presently this procession was Berthaud's remaining anxiety. Even on ordinary days it provoked wild excitement, which forced him to take special measures. And what would now happen, as it wended its way through this dense multitude of thirty thousand persons, consumed by such a fever of faith, already on the verge of divine frenzy? Accordingly, in a sensible way, he took advantage of this opportunity to give Abbé Juden the best advice. Ah, monsieur le curé pray impress upon your colleagues of the clergy that they must not leave any space between their ranks they should come on slowly one close behind the other and above all the banners should be firmly grasped so that they may not be overthrown as for yourself monsieur le curé see that the canopy bearers are strong tighten the cloth around the monstrance and don't be afraid to carry it in both hands with all your strength a little frightened by this advice the priest went on expressing his thanks of course of course you are very good said he ah monsieur how much i am indebted to you for having helped me to escape from all those people then free at last he hastened towards the basilica by the narrow serpentine path which climbs the hill while his companion again plunged into the mob to return to his post of inspection at that same moment pierre who was bringing marie to the grotto in her little cart encountered on the other side that of the place du rosaire the impenetrable wall formed by the crowd the servant at the hotel had awakened him at three o'clock so that he might go and fetch the young girl at the hospital there seemed to be no hurry they apparently had plenty of time to reach the grotto before the procession however that immense throng that resisting living wall through which he did not know how to break began to cause him some uneasiness he would never succeed in passing with the little car if the people did not evince some obligingness come ladies come he repeated i beg of you you see it's for a patient the ladies hypnotized as they were by the spectacle of the grotto sparkling in the distance and standing on tiptoe so as to lose nothing of the sight did not move however besides the clamor of the litanies was so loud at this moment that they did not even hear the young priest's entreaties then pierre began again pray stand on one side gentlemen allow me to pass a little room for a sick person come please listen to what i am saying but the men beside themselves in a blind deaf rapture would stir no more than the women marie moreover smiled serenely as if ignorant of the impediments and convinced that nothing in the world could prevent her from going to her cure 
however when pierre had found an aperture and begun to work his way through the moving mass the situation became more serious from all parts the swelling human waves beat against the frail chariot and at times threatened to submerge it at each step it became necessary to stop wait and again entreat the people pierre had never before felt such an anxious sensation in a crowd true it was not a threatening mob it was as innocent as a flock of sheep but he found a troubling thrill in its midst a peculiar atmosphere that upset him and in spite of his affection for the humble the ugliness of the features around him the common sweating faces the evil breath and the old clothes smelling of poverty made him suffer even to nausea now ladies now gentlemen it's for a patient he repeated a little room i beg of you buffeted about in this vast ocean the little vehicle continued to advance by fits and starts taking long minutes to get over a few yards of ground at one moment you might have thought it swamped for no sign of it could be detected then however it reappeared near the piscinas tender sympathy had at length been awakened for this sick girl so wasted by suffering but still so beautiful when people had been compelled to give way before the priest's stubborn pushing they turned round but did not dare to get angry for pity penetrated them at the sight of that thin suffering face shining out amidst a halo of fair hair words of compassion and admiration were heard on all sides ah the poor child was it not cruel to be infirm at her age might the blessed virgin be merciful to her others however expressed surprise struck as they were by the ecstasy in which they saw her with her clear eyes open to the spheres beyond where she had placed her hope she beheld heaven she would assuredly be cured and thus the little car left as it were a feeling of wonder and fraternal charity behind it as it made its way with so much difficulty through that human ocean pierre however was in despair and at the end of his strength when some of the stretcher-bearers came to his aid by forming a path for the passage of the procession a path which berteau had ordered them to keep clear by means of cords which they were to hold at intervals of a couple of yards from that moment the young priest was able to drag marie along in a fairly easy manner and at last place her within the reserved space where he halted facing the grotto on the left side you could no longer move in this reserved space where the crowd seemed to increase every minute and quite exhausted by the painful journey he had just accomplished pierre reflected what a prodigious concourse of people there was it had seemed to him as if he were in the midst of an ocean whose waves he had heard heaving around him without a pause since leaving the hospital marie had not opened her lips he now realized however that she wished to speak to him and accordingly bent over her and my father she inquired is he here hasn't he returned from his excursion pierre had to answer that monsieur de garcin had not returned and that he had doubtless been delayed against his will and thereupon she merely added with a smile ah oh, poor father won't he be pleased when he finds me cured pierre looked at her with tender admiration he did not remember having ever seen her looking so adorable since the slow wasting of sickness had begun her hair which alone disease had respected clothed her in gold her thin delicate face had assumed a dreamy expression her eyes wandering away to the haunting thought of her sufferings her features motionless as if she had fallen asleep in a fixed thought until the expected shock of happiness should waken her she was absent from herself ready however to return to consciousness whenever god might will it and indeed this delicious infantile creature this little girl of three-and-twenty still a child as when an accident had struck her delaying her growth 
preventing her from becoming a woman was at last ready to receive the visit of the angel the miraculous shock which would draw her out of her torpor and set her upright once more her morning ecstasy continued she had clasped her hands and a leap of her whole being had ravished her from earth as soon as she had perceived the image of the blessed virgin yonder and now she prayed and offered herself divinely it was an hour of great mental trouble for pierre he felt that the drama of his priestly life was about to be enacted and that if he did not recover faith in this crisis it would never return to him and he was without bad thoughts without resistance hoping with fervour he also that they might both be healed oh that he might be convinced by her cure that he might believe like her that they might be saved together he wished to pray ardently as she herself did but in spite of himself he was preoccupied by the crowd that limitless crowd among which he found it so difficult to drown himself disappear become nothing more than a leaf in the forest lost amidst the rustle of all the leaves he could not prevent himself from analyzing and judging it he knew that for four days past it had been undergoing all the training of suggestion there had been the fever of the long journey the excitement of the new landscapes the days spent before the splendor of the grotto the sleepless nights and all the exasperating suffering ravenous for illusion then again there had been the all-besetting prayers those hymns those litanies which agitated it without a pause another priest had followed father Macias in the pulpit a little thin dark abbe whom pierre heard hurling appeals to the virgin and jesus in a lashing voice which resounded like a whip father Macias and father fourcade had remained at the foot of the pulpit and were now directing the cries of the crowd whose lamentations rose in louder and louder tones beneath the limpid sunlight the general exultation had yet increased it was the hour when the violence done to heaven at last produced the miracles all at once a paralytic rose up and walked towards the grotto holding his crutch in the air and this crutch waving like a flag above the swaying heads wrung loud applause from the faithful they were all on the lookout for prodigies they awaited them with the certainty that they would take place innumerable and wonderful some eyes seemed to behold them and feverish voices pointed them out another woman had been cured another yet another a deaf person had heard a mute had spoken a consumptive had revived what a consumptive certainly that was a daily occurrence surprise was no longer possible you might have certified that an amputated leg was growing again without astonishing anyone miracle working became the actual state of nature the usual thing quite commonplace such was its abundance the most incredible story seemed quite simple to those overheated imaginations given what they expected from the blessed virgin and you should have heard the tales that went about the quiet affirmations the expressions of absolute certainty which were exchanged whenever a delirious patient cried out that she was cured another yet another however a piteous voice would at times exclaim ah she's cured that one she's lucky she is already at the verification office pierre had suffered from this credulity of the folk among whom he lived but here it surpassed everything he could have imagined and he was exasperated by the extravagant things he heard people say in such a placid fashion with the open smiles of children accordingly he tried to absorb himself in his thoughts and listen to nothing o oh god he prayed grant that my reason may be annihilated that i may no longer desire to understand that i may accept the unreal and impossible for a moment he thought the spirit of inquiry dead within him and allowed the cry of supplication to carry him away lord heal our sick 
lord heal our sick he repeated this appeal with all his charity clasped his hands and gazed fixedly at the statue of the virgin until he became quite giddy and imagined that the figure moved why should he not return to a state of childhood like the others since happiness lay in ignorance and falsehood contagion would surely end by acting he would become nothing more than a grain of sand among innumerable other grains one of the humblest among the humble ones under the millstone who trouble not about the power that crushes them but just at that second when he hoped that he had killed the old man in him that he had annihilated himself along with his will and intelligence the stubborn work of thought incessant and invincible began afresh in the depths of his brain little by little notwithstanding his efforts to the contrary he returned to his inquiries doubted and sought the truth what was the unknown force thrown off by this crowd the vital fluid powerful enough to work the few cures that really occurred there was here a phenomenon that no physiologist had yet studied ought one to believe that a multitude became a single being as it were able to increase the power of autosuggestion tenfold upon itself might one admit that under certain circumstances of extreme exaltation a multitude became an agent of sovereign will compelling the obedience of matter that would have explained how sudden cure fell at times upon the most sincerely excited of the throng the breaths of all of them united in one breath and the power that acted was a power of consolation hope and life this thought the outcome of his human charity filled pierre with emotion for another moment he was able to regain possession of himself and prayed for the cure of all deeply touched by the belief that he himself might in some degree contribute towards the cure of marie but all at once without knowing what transition of ideas led to it a recollection returned to him of the medical consultation which he had insisted upon prior to the young girl's departure for lourdes the scene rose before him with extraordinary clearness and precision he saw the room with its grey blue-flowered wallpaper and he heard the three doctors discuss and decide the two who had given certificates diagnosticating paralysis of the marrow spoke discreetly slowly like esteemed well-known perfectly honourable practitioners but pierre still heard the warm vivacious voice of his cousin beauclerc the third doctor a young man of vast and daring intelligence who was treated coldly by his colleagues as being of an adventurous turn of mind and at this supreme moment pierre was surprised to find in his memory things which he did not know were there but it was only an instance of that singular phenomenon by which it sometimes happens that words scarce listened to words but imperfectly heard words stored away in the brain almost in spite of self will awaken burst forth and impose themselves on the mind after they have long been forgotten and thus it now seemed to him that the very approach of the miracle was bringing him a vision of the conditions under which according to beauclerc's predictions the miracle would be accomplished in vain did pierre endeavour to drive away this recollection by praying with an increase of fervour the scene again appeared to him and the old words rang out filling his ears like a trumpet blast he was now again in the dining-room where beauclerc and he had shut themselves up after the departure of the two others and beauclerc recapitulated the history of the malady the fall from a horse at the age of fourteen the dislocation and displacement of the organ with doubtless a slight laceration of the ligaments whence the weight which the sufferer had felt and the weakness of the legs leading to paralysis then a slow healing of the disorder everything returning to its place of itself but without the pain ceasing in fact this big nervous child whose mind had been so grievously impressed by her accident was unable to forget it 
her attention remained fixed on the part where she suffered and she could not divert it so that even after cure her sufferings had continued a neuropathic state a consecutive nervous exhaustion doubtless aggravated by accidents due to faulty nutrition as yet imperfectly understood and further beauclair easily explained the contrary and erroneous diagnoses of the numerous doctors who had attended her and who as she would not submit to examination had groped in the dark some believing in a tumour and the others the more numerous convinced of some lesion of the marrow he alone after inquiring into the girl's parentage had just begun to suspect a simple state of autosuggestion in which she had obstinately remained ever since the first violent shock of pain and among the reasons which he gave for this belief were the contraction of her visual field the fixity of her eyes the absorbed inattentive expression of her face and above all the nature of the pain she felt which leaving the organ had borne to the left where it continued in the form of a crushing intolerable weight which sometimes rose to the breast in frightful fits of stifling a sudden determination to throw off the false notion she had formed of her complaint the will to rise breathe freely and suffer no more could alone place her on her feet again cured transfigured beneath the lash of some intense emotion a last time did pierre endeavour to see and hear no more for he felt that the irreparable ruin of all belief in the miraculous was in him and in spite of his efforts in spite of the ardour with which he began to cry jesus son of david heal our sick he still saw he still heard beauclerc telling him in his calm smiling manner how the miracle would take place like a lightning flash at the moment of extreme emotion under the decisive circumstance which would complete the loosening of the muscles the patient would rise and walk in a wild transport of joy her legs would all at once be light again relieved of the weight which had so long made them like lead as though this weight had melted fallen to the ground but above all the weight which bore upon the lower part of the trunk which rose ravaged the breast and strangled the throat would this time depart in a prodigious soaring flight a tempest blast bearing all the evil away with it and was it not thus that in the middle ages possessed women had by the mouth cast up the devil by whom their flesh had so long been tortured and beauclerc had added that marie would at last become a woman that in that moment of supreme joy she would cease to be a child that although seemingly worn out by her prolonged dream of suffering she would all at once be restored to resplendent health with beaming face and eyes full of life pierre looked at her and his trouble increased still more on seeing her so wretched in her little cart so distractedly imploring health her whole being soaring towards our lady of lourdes who gave life ah might she be saved at the cost even of his own damnation but she was too ill science lied like faith he could not believe that this child whose limbs had been dead for so many years would indeed return to life and in the bewildered doubt into which he again relapsed his bleeding heart clamoured yet more loudly ever and ever repeating with the delirious crowd lord son of david heal our sick lord son of david heal our sick at that moment a tumult arose agitating one and all people shuddered faces were turned and raised it was the cross of the four o'clock procession a little behind time that day appearing from beneath one of the arches of the monumental gradient way there was such applause and such violent instinctive pushing that berteau waving his arms commanded the bearers to thrust the crowd back by pulling strongly on the cords overpowered for a moment the bearers had to throw themselves backward with sore hands 
however they ended by somewhat enlarging the reserved path along which the procession was then able to slowly wend its way at the head came a superb beadle all blue and gold followed by the processional cross a tall cross shining like a star then followed the delegations of the different pilgrimages with their banners standards of velvet and satin embroidered with metal and bright silk adorned with painted figures and bearing the names of towns versailles reims orleans poitiers and toulouse one which was quite white magnificently rich displayed in red letters the inscription association of catholic working men's clubs then came the clergy two or three hundred priests in simple cassocks about a hundred in surplices and some fifty clothed in golden chasubles effulgent like stars they all carried lighted candles and sang the laudate sion salvatorum in full voices and then the canopy appeared in royal pomp a canopy of purple silk braided with gold and upheld by four ecclesiastics who it could be seen had been selected from among the most robust beneath it between two other priests who assisted him was abbe judaine vigorously clasping the blessed sacrament with both hands as berteau had recommended him to do and the somewhat uneasy glances that he cast on the encroaching crowd right and left showed how anxious he was that no injury should befall the heavy divine monstrance whose weight was already straining his wrists when the slanting sun fell upon him in front the monstrance itself looked like another sun choir-boys meantime were swinging censers in the blinding glow which gave splendour to the entire procession and finally in the rear there was a confused mass of pilgrims a flock-like tramping of believers and sightseers all aflame hurrying along and blocking the track with their ever-rolling waves father Macias had returned to the pulpit a moment previously and this time he had devised another pious exercise after the burning cries of faith hope and love that he threw forth he all at once commanded absolute silence in order that one and all might with closed lips speak to god in secret for a few minutes these sudden spells of silence falling upon the vast crowd these minutes of mute prayer in which all souls unbosomed their secrets were deeply wonderfully impressive their solemnity became formidable you heard desire the immense desire for life winging its flight on high then father Macias invited the sick alone to speak to implore god to grant them what they had asked of his almighty power and in response came a pitiful lamentation hundreds of tremulous broken voices rising amidst a concert of sobs lord jesus if it please thee thou canst cure me lord jesus take pity on thy child who is dying of love lord jesus grant that i may see grant that i may hear grant that i may walk and all at once the shrill voice of a little girl light and vivacious as the notes of a flute rose above the universal sob repeating in the distance save the others save the others lord jesus tears streamed from every eye these supplications upset all hearts threw the hardest into the frenzy of charity into a sublime disorder which would have impelled them to open their breasts with both hands if by doing so they could have given their neighbours their health and youth and then father Macias, not letting this enthusiasm abate resumed his cries and again lashed the delirious crowd with them while father fourcade himself sobbed on one of the steps of the pulpit raising his streaming face to heaven as though to command god to descend on earth but the procession had arrived the delegations the priests had ranged themselves on the right and left 
and when the canopy entered the space reserved to the sick in front of the grotto when the sufferers perceived jesus the host the blessed sacrament shining like a sun in the hands of abbe juden it became impossible to direct the prayers all voices mingled together and all will was borne away by vertigo the cries calls entreaties broke lapsing into groans human forms rose from pallets of suffering trembling arms were stretched forth clenched hands seemingly desired to clutch at the miracle on the way lord jesus save us for we perish lord jesus we worship thee heal us lord jesus thou art the christ the son of the living god heal us thrice did the despairing exasperated voices give vent to the supreme lamentation in a clamour which rushed up to heaven and the tears redoubled flooding all the burning faces which desire transformed at one moment the delirium became so great the instinctive leap towards the blessed sacrament seemed so irresistible that berteau placed the bearers who were there in a chain about it this was the extreme protective manoeuvre a hedge of bearers drawn up on either side of the canopy each placing an arm firmly round his neighbour's neck so as to establish a sort of living wall not the smallest aperture was left in it nothing whatever could pass still these human barriers staggered under the pressure of the unfortunate creatures who hungered for life who wished to touch to kiss jesus and oscillating and recoiling the bearers were at last thrust against the canopy they were defending and the canopy itself began swaying among the crowd ever in danger of being swept away like some holy bark in peril of being wrecked then at the very climax of this holy frenzy the miracles began amidst supplications and sobs as when the heavens open during a storm and a thunderbolt falls on earth a paralytic woman rose and cast aside her crutches there was a piercing yell and another woman appeared erect on her mattress wrapped in a white blanket as in a winding sheet and people said it was a half-dead consumptive who had thus been resuscitated then grace fell upon two others in swift succession a blind woman suddenly perceived the grotto in a flame a dumb woman fell on both her knees thanking the blessed virgin in a loud clear voice and all in a like way prostrated themselves at the feet of our lady of lourdes distracted with joy and gratitude but pierre had not taken his eyes off marie and he was overcome with tender emotion at what he saw the sufferer's eyes were still expressionless but they had dilated while her poor pale face with its heavy mask was contracted as if she were suffering frightfully she did not speak in her despair she undoubtedly thought that she was again in the clutches of her ailment but all at once when the blessed sacrament passed by and she saw the star-like monstrance sparkling in the sun a sensation of dizziness came over her she imagined herself struck by lightning her eyes caught fire from the glare which flashed upon her and at last regained their flame of life shining out like stars and under the influence of a wave of blood her face became animated suffused with colour beaming with a smile of joy and health and suddenly pierre saw her rise stand upright in her little car staggering stuttering and finding in her mind only these caressing words oh my friend oh my friend he hurriedly drew near in order to support her but she drove him backward with a gesture she was regaining strength looking so touching so beautiful in the little black woolen gown and slippers which she always wore tall and slender too and crowned as with a halo of gold by her beautiful flaxen hair which was covered with a simple piece of lace the whole of her virgin form was quivering as if some powerful fermentation had regenerated her first of all it was her legs that were relieved of the chains that bound them 
and then while she felt the spirit of life the life of woman wife and mother within her there came a final agony an enormous weight that rose to her very throat only this time it did not linger there did not stifle her but burst from her open mouth and flew away in a cry of sublime joy i am cured i am cured then there was an extraordinary sight the blanket lay at her feet she was triumphant she had a superb glowing face and her cry of cure had resounded with such rapturous delight that the entire crowd was distracted by it she had become the sole point of interest the others saw none but her erect grown so radiant and so divine i am cured i am cured pierre at the violent shock his heart had received had begun to weep indeed tears glistened again in every eye amidst exclamations of gratitude and praise frantic enthusiasm passed from one to another throwing the thousands of pilgrims who pressed forward to see into a state of violent emotion applause broke out a fury of applause whose thunder rolled from one to the other end of the valley however father fourcade began waving his arms and father Marcias was at last able to make himself heard from the pulpit god has visited us my dear brothers my dear sisters said he magnificat anima mea dominum my soul doth magnify the lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in god my saviour and then all the voices the thousands of voices began to sing the chant of adoration and gratitude the procession found itself at a standstill abbe judaine had been able to reach the grotto with the monstrance but he patiently remained there before giving the benediction the canopy was awaiting him outside the railings surrounded by priests in surplices and chasubles all a glitter of white and gold in the rays of the setting sun marie however had knelt down sobbing and whilst the canticle lasted a burning prayer of faith and love ascended from her whole being but the crowd wanted to see her walk delighted women called to her a group surrounded her and swept her towards the verification office so that the miracle might be proved true as patent as the very light of the sun her box was forgotten pierre followed her while she stammering and hesitating she who for seven years had not used her legs advanced with adorable awkwardness the uneasy charming gait of a little child making its first steps and it was so affecting so delicious that the young priest thought of nothing but the immense happiness of seeing her thus return to her childhood ah the dear friend of infancy the dear tenderness of long ago so she would at last be the beautiful and charming woman that she had promised to be as a young girl when in the little garden at neuilly she had looked so gay and pretty beneath the tall trees flecked with sunlight the crowd continued to applaud her furiously a huge wave of people accompanied her and all remained awaiting her egress swarming in a fever before the door when she had entered the office whither pierre only was admitted with her that particular afternoon there were few people at the verification office the small square room with its hot wooden walls and rudimentary furniture its rush-bottomed chairs and its two tables of unequal height contained apart from the usual staff only some five or six doctors seated and silent at the tables were the inspector of the piscinas and two young abbés making entries in the registers and consulting the sets of documents while father d'argelès at one end wrote a paragraph for his newspaper and as it happened dr bonamy was just then examining elise rouquet who for the third time had come to have the increasing cicatrization of her sore certified anyhow gentlemen exclaimed the doctor have you ever seen a lupus heal in this way so rapidly 
i am aware that a new work has appeared on faith healing in which it is stated that certain sores may have a nervous origin only that it is by no means proved in the case of lupus and i defy a committee of doctors to assemble and explain mademoiselle's cure by ordinary means he paused and turning towards father d'argelès inquired have you noted father that the suppuration has completely disappeared and that the skin is resuming its natural colour however he did not wait for the reply for just then marie entered followed by pierre and by her beaming radiance he immediately guessed what good fortune was befalling him she looked superb admirably fitted to transport and convert the multitude he therefore promptly dismissed elise rouquet inquired the new arrival's name and asked one of the young priests to look for her papers then as she slightly staggered he wished to seat her in the armchair oh no oh no she exclaimed i am so happy to be able to use my legs pierre with a glance had sought for dr chassaigne whom he was sorry not to see there he remained on one side waiting while they rummaged in the untidy drawers without being able to place their hands on the required papers let's see repeated dr bonamy marie de garcin marie de garcin i have certainly seen that name before at last rabouin discovered the documents classified under a wrong letter and when the doctor had perused the two medical certificates he became quite enthusiastic here is something very interesting gentlemen said he i beg you to listen attentively this young lady whom you see standing here was afflicted with a very serious lesion of the marrow and if one had the least doubt of it these two certificates would suffice to convince the most incredulous for they are signed by two doctors of the paris faculty whose names are well known to us all then he passed the certificates to the doctors present who read them wagging their heads the while it was beyond dispute the medical men who had drawn up these documents enjoyed the reputation of being honest and clever practitioners well gentlemen if the diagnosis is not disputed and it cannot be when a patient brings us documents of this value we will now see what change has taken place in the young lady's condition however before questioning her he turned towards pierre monsieur l'abbé said he you came from paris with mademoiselle de guersin i think did you converse with the doctors before your departure the priest shuddered amidst all his great delight i was present at the consultation monsieur he replied and again the scene rose up before him he once more saw the two doctors so serious and rational and he once more saw beauclerc smiling while his colleagues drew up their certificates which were identical and was he pierre to reduce these certificates to nothing reveal the other diagnosis the one that allowed of the cure being explained scientifically the miracle had been predicted shattered beforehand you will observe gentlemen now resumed dr bonamy that the presence of the abbe gives these proofs additional weight however mademoiselle will now tell us exactly what she felt he had leant over father d'argelet's shoulder to impress upon him that he must not forget to make pierre play the part of a witness in the narrative mon dieu gentlemen how can i tell you exclaimed marie in a halting voice broken by her surging happiness since yesterday i had felt certain that i should be cured and yet a little while ago when the pins and needles seized me in the legs again i was afraid it might only be another attack for an instant i doubted then the feeling stopped but it began again as soon as i recommenced praying oh i prayed i prayed with all my soul i ended by surrendering myself like a child blessed virgin our lady of lourdes do with me as thou wilt i said but the feeling did not cease it seemed as if my blood were boiling a voice cried to me rise rise 
and i felt the miracle fall on me in a cracking of all my bones of all my flesh as if i had been struck by lightning pierre very pale listened to her beauclerc had positively told him that the cure would come like a lightning flash that under the influence of extreme excitement a sudden awakening of will so long somnolent would take place within her it was my legs which the holy virgin first of all delivered she continued i could well feel that the iron bands which bound them were gliding along my skin like broken chains then the weight which still suffocated me there in the left side began to ascend and i thought i was going to die it hurt me so but it passed my chest it passed my throat and i felt it there in my mouth and spat it out violently it was all over i no longer had any pain it had flown away she had made a gesture expressive of the motion of a night bird beating its wings and lapsing into silence stood smiling at pierre who was bewildered beauclerc had told him all that beforehand using almost the same words and the same imagery point by point his prognostics were realized there was nothing more in the case than natural phenomena which had been foreseen rabouin however had followed marie's narrative with dilated eyes and the passion of a pietist of limited intelligence ever haunted by the idea of hell it was the devil he cried it was the devil that she spat out dr bonami who was more wary made him hold his tongue and turning towards the doctors he said gentlemen you know that we always avoid pronouncing the big word of miracle here only here is a fact and i am curious to know how any of you can explain it by natural means seven years ago this young lady was struck with serious paralysis evidently due to a lesion of the marrow and that cannot be denied the certificates are there irrefutable she could no longer walk she could no longer make a movement without a cry of pain she had reached that extreme state of exhaustion which precedes but by little an unfortunate issue all at once however here she rises walks laughs and beams on us the paralysis has completely disappeared no pain remains she is as well as you and i come gentlemen approach examine her and tell me what has happened he triumphed not one of the doctors spoke two who were doubtless true catholics had shown their approval of his speech by their vigorous nods while the others remained motionless with a constrained air not caring to mix themselves up in the business however a little thin man whose eyes shone behind the glasses he was wearing ended by rising to take a closer look at marie he caught hold of her hand examined the pupils of her eyes and merely seemed preoccupied by the air of transfiguration which she wore then in a very courteous manner without even showing a desire to discuss the matter he came back and sat down again the case is beyond science that is all i can assume concluded dr bonamy victoriously i will add that we have no convalescence here health is at once restored full entire observe the young lady her eyes are bright her colour is rosy her physiognomy has recovered its lively gaiety without doubt the healing of the tissues will proceed somewhat slowly but one can already say that mademoiselle has been born again is it not so monsieur l'abbé you who have seen her so frequently you no longer recognize her eh that's true that's true stammered pierre and in fact she already appeared strong to him her cheeks full and fresh gaily blooming but beauclerc had also foreseen this sudden joyful change this straightening and resplendency of her invalid frame when life should re-enter it with the will to be cured and be happy 
once again however had dr bonhomie lent over father d'argelès who was finishing his note a brief but fairly complete account of the affair they exchanged a few words in low tones consulting together and the doctor ended by saying you have witnessed these marvels monsieur l'abbé so you will not refuse to sign the careful report which the reverend father has drawn up for publication in the journal de la grotte he pierre sign that page of error and falsehood a revolt roused him and he was on the point of shouting out the truth but he felt the weight of his cassock on his shoulders and above all marie's divine joy filled his heart he was penetrated with deep happiness at seeing her saved since they had ceased questioning her she had come and leant on his arm and remained smiling at him with eyes full of enthusiasm oh my friend thank the blessed virgin she murmured in a low voice she has been so good to me i am now so well so beautiful so young and how pleased my father my poor father will be then pierre signed everything was collapsing within him but it was enough that she should be saved he would have thought it sacrilegious to interfere with the faith of that child the great pure faith which had healed her when marie reappeared outside the office the applause began afresh the crowd clapped their hands it now seemed that the miracle was official however certain charitable persons fearing that she might fatigue herself and again require her little car which she had abandoned before the grotto had brought it to the office and when she found it there she felt deeply moved ah that box in which she had lived so many years that rolling coffin in which she had sometimes imagined herself buried alive how many tears how much despair how many bad days it had witnessed and all at once the idea occurred to her that as it had so long been linked with her sufferings it ought also to share her triumph it was a sudden inspiration a kind of holy folly that made her seize the handle at that moment the procession passed by returning from the grotto where abbe judaine had pronounced the benediction and thereupon marie dragging the little car placed herself behind the canopy and in her slippers her head covered with a strip of lace her bosom heaving her face erect glowing and superb she walked on behind the clergy dragging after her that car of misery that rolling coffin in which she had endured so much agony and the crowd which acclaimed her the frantic crowd followed in her wake end of section eighteen